0: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by reality TV star, New York Times bestselling author, someone with an iconic voice, an iconic hairstyle, one of my personal gay icons, and everyone's favorite medium, Miss Teresa Caputo. Hi, thank you so much. (laughs) What is going on and where are you in the world? Because I know you are on tour. The (laughs) Teresa Caputo tour is alive and well. So where are you?
1: So right now I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I've never been to Santa Fe and it is gorgeous. It is breathtaking.
0: Well, where is this your hotel room? Because that looks exactly what (laughs) I would expect your Santa Fe hotel room to look like.
1: This is my hotel room. There's there's no good lighting. I am literally in front of the sliding glass door off the balcony.
0: <laughs> well, it looks like you have <laughs> lighting there. So, yes, I want to talk all about your current tour. But before we get there, you know, I have to say one of the things I admire about you is you live in Long Island right mm-hmm. where you grew up. Like you just stayed local. Yeah,
1: I still live next door to my parents. So... Not planning on going anywhere either. (laughs) I always say to people, talk about separation anxiety. (laughs) But I I, I can't, I I know people are always like, you still live next door to your parents? Like, that's crazy. I mean, I've lived on my block for 49 years, but I can't imagine, honestly, living anywhere else. Like, I love my other favorite place is uh, Arizona, but I could not imagine not living where I live, or more importantly, being next door to my parents. I mean, I'm so blessed.
0: I mean, it is convenient, right? Like when you need something, you would just yes. go right over there. Oh, well, yeah. I, I live in New York City, so I am all about keeping it local. So I, you know, yeah. I mean, listen, where else would you live? Right. I mean, you're the Long Island medium. Come on. I,
1: <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I mean, traveling all over, you know, the country. I mean, in the country is so beautiful. And but I can't imagine being anywhere but, but New York.
0: Well, now, you know, we've seen you on our TV screens. We know you're on this, like, you know, worldwide tour in the States. You know, what were you like as a child? Like, were you a shy child? I mean, I wouldn't believe that, but.
1: I I was a hot mess. I still am, I think. I think just a mess at this point.
0: I don't know about (laughs) that. But
1: but I, um, you know, as a child, for me, everything in my life just seems so natural, And and I know that sounds crazy because I think like talking to dead people is the furthest thing from normal. But that that's like my whole other thing of like how I became to be who I am. Like I would say, whoever decided what normal is, you know, for me, talking to dead people is normal. But like as a child, I mean, I would wake up with blood curdling screams. I would tell my my parents like there's someone looking in my window at night. There's someone in my room. I mean, I can't remember having more than the same babysitter because I'd be like, did you see that woman that just walked by and stand in front of the TV? and it's like no and we never saw that babysitter again (laughs) but but for me it was like normal for me to sense and feel things that nobody else did I thought it was normal like everyone else was seeing what I was seeing.
0: you did you just felt like that was everyone
1: right because but think about it David when you like things that you
0: experience you think everyone feels that way or everyone experiences that right Totally. It's like I when I talk to a lot of like, you know, children of celebrities, it's the same thing. Like I always ask, like, when did you realize, you know, your life, like you're Madonna's daughter. When did you realize, Lourdes, that your life is not was not like everyone else's?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like they people asked me about that. My kids, they're like, what how was it for your kids? I'm like, my kids didn't know any different. They were my kids in school. They'd be like, oh, what do your parents do for a living? And who's my, my mom's a nurse, my dad's a police officer? There's my kids. My dad's an Italian importer and my mom talks to dead people. You know how many phone calls I got to school about that?
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, when did you realize that this wasn't what all the other children were experiencing? Was it when you were young?
1: No, it, it honestly, it wasn't until I was 28. It was, I just had Victoria. She was a year old. My my son was five and my anxieties became so debilitating that I couldn't even leave the house. And my mom is like, you cannot go on like this. I think you need to see um, a friend of mine. She's a healer because um, I'm in therapy and everything. And just nobody understood like why I would walk into a store and literally feel like I was having a heart attack and I couldn't breathe. But what I learned is that, I am an empath. So that is one of the main ways that I communicate with the souls of the departed is that I'm able to feel the way that they died. Spirit will make me feel how the person feels, how they died. So uh, through these spiritual awareness classes is where I learned that I wasn't only sensing my own loved ones. I cuz I believe everybody can. And that is my biggest thing as what I do as a medium. I want everyone to know that you still have that soul bond, that soul connection. That is something that will never ever be broken or go away. And we just have to be open to those signs and symbols and to know that it's real and you're not crazy. So then once I learned how to um incorporate, you know, my gift and I'm like, "Okay, And then and then I struggled with it because I I, I am a practicing Catholic um, and I share that with people because people always want to know. Um, And once I learned how to incorporate it with my gift, with my faith, I struggled with, okay, this is fantastic. I'm blessed with this gift, but who's going to want to come and speak to see a medium and speak to their relatives that have died? I could not understand that for the life of me. And then, yeah. And then from using my gift, as I learned that unfortunately, no matter who we lose or how they die, young or old, we sometimes here in the physical world are left with burdens and guilts like these little like should have, could have, would have, maybe an only if. Um, And at the end of the day, all of these negative emotions do not give us the ability to heal. So I put my gift in God's hands and I said that if this is what I'm able to do, then I want to use my gift for healing. I want to be able to help people move on from the loss of a loved one. And I said, I said, put I'll walk you open every door and I will walk through it with my gift. And here I am over
0: twenty years later. What was the beginning like? You know, when you Oh it were was trying scary. Like, right.
1: Oh, yeah, because I'd be like, "Uh, who's the man over there with the plaid shirt? I don't know. And people are like, oh, my God, that was my grandfather. He always wore a plaid shirt, you know, like and it was it was hard for me um, because then it was like, OK, could I only do it in the class? Right. Right. But then I feel like spirit was like test testing me like I'd be out and I'd be like hearing things. I'd be really seeing things. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if I could do this. And then um, just as I became more comfortable with who I was yeah. is when my gift became a lot easier. And, you know, I I, I share this part of my journey with people because I say. I don't mean to quote Lady Gaga or anything, but I, honey, I was born you go this right <laughs> ahead and
0: quote Lady Gaga. Anyway, time you want. I mean, I'm a self-respecting gay man, so you go ahead. <laughs> but like I I was born this way.
1: I don't know any different like we were talking about before. And I truly believe that I believe we are born a certain way. I was very blessed to have my parents who didn't make a big deal about the things that I was saying, sensing and feeling, and I could express what was going on in my life. And here I was at that time. I mean, I my grandparents were still alive. My parents are still alive. Um, my ex-husband at the time he just survived a brain tumor and i did not feel complete david until i embraced my gift and that is one of the biggest things that i say to people because you have to brace embrace who you are who god intended you to be and whatever that is because whoever decided what normal is who knows if normal uh, talking to dead people isn't normal and then with my with my faith i you know people are like well you're not supposed to you know bother the dead and i'm like one day I literally, I literally said to someone, I go, did it ever occur to anyone? I'm not bothering anybody. They're bothering me. I didn't wake up one day and say to my parents, you know what? I'm going to talk to dead people for a living because this could be fantastic. It's not, I didn't search for this. And I never thought in a million years that I'd be on TV.
0: Never. You, you did not So how did TV come about? How did the Long Island medium come out? Like you have this business now, you built it up. You were helping people. Life was good. Yeah, I was just doing private
1: readings in my home. I was doing uh, restaurants, doing like little uh, gallery readings of like 200 people. Uh, And my manager, Courtney Mullen, unfortunately, she had lost her dad and she had come to have a reading with me. And at the time she was a producer for uh, TRL at MTV. And her sister said to her, you know, it changed her life you know, she could not imagine her life without her dad. And she had discussed with her and her sister Victoria and said, people need to we're not the only ones that feel this way after losing our dad, people should be blessed to, to experience Teresa's gift. And she came to me one day and was like, Hey, you know, you want to, you know, do a television show. And I'm like, All right. Talk to, you know, I I discussed it with Larry at the time and my kids. And they're like, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm going to just film a couple of episodes and that'll be on with my life. Right. Because that's how usually reality TV is. Right. You do a couple of seasons and you move on. And uh, and here I am.
0: Here you are 15 seasons later. It's unbelievable. I talk to so many people on this show that when I run into someone or have them back on the show and they remember my name, I'm always blown away. It's the little details. And when it comes to sheets, the only place I turn is bowl and branch. Why? Because they pay attention to the little details. Bollen Branch was formed by a husband and wife team that set out to give sleepers more choices for high quality sheets at a fair price. And boy, did they ever accomplish that. What I love is the variety of colors. I chose the pewter mainly because it goes best with my apartment. The sheets are so elegant. They look and feel so sophisticated. Sophisticated, But the price is so reasonable. That's why I chose them. They're 100% organic cotton. They are made toxin-free. And what I love is they get softer with every wash. Sheets that look high-end, sophisticated and elegant, but are affordable. Sign me up. And that is why I did sign up. These are the only sheets I will now use. And you guys need to check this out. So listen, you can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns to experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowling Branch. And because you're listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code VELVET at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L and B-R-A-N-C-H.com promo code VELVET. When you first did you watch reality TV before? Like, were you a fan of any of like, the no, house- what? no, nothing.
1: I, I really I know this sounds silly. I really don't watch a lot of TV. I watch if I do. I like the game show network. <laughs> I watch like HGTV because, you know, I've I've redone my house like 500 times. So yes. I, I should probably be on HGTV. But
0: <laughs> you could do that in your spare time. <laughs> So, when you started like the process of TV, like, was it an easy transition? I mean, you know, it was a show about you. Like, were your kids, like, yeah. how did your kids and husband handle it? And they were, they were just like, oh, whatever, this is what it is.
1: Honestly, this is where I say to you, I feel like everything is so comfortable in my life. It's like it never bothered me. It was like, oh, yeah, the cameras were always supposed to be there. But yet, I never thought in a million years and I'll never forget at the time, uh, the, one of the producers, uh, when we first started. And and that's the thing that I have to say, um, the production company and the network, they allowed me to be who who I am. They never once asked me to change how I read, how it was just like, they literally said to me one day, we just threw the rule book out the window. Just whenever you're in front of Teresa, have the cameras rolling. Don't put a camera down. (laughs) That's
0: a complimentary sign.
1: Yeah. So and it, it really is. I always say to people, it's not a reality show. It's it's a it's factual. It's a factuality show. These, this is real life. I mean, yes, of course, you have editing. But I mean, it's real. I mean, people are surprised when they come on the show. They're like, yeah, nobody asked me anything. You know, they were just like, OK, go up and ring the doorbell and go in. And they're like. You know, especially if there's a wife coming and she brings her skeptic husband, <laughs> you know, he'd be like, oh, my God, I didn't even they didn't even ask us who we they asked us our first names and said, all right, go up and ring the doorbell.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was there anything? Well, what's kind of like if you've been on the air for so long, what sticks out as like the highlight or some of the highlights from all the seasons?
1: <sighs> OK, so I don't mean to sound corny, but. I have to say every season, just every episode is special because it's changing someone's life. You know, how do you put, how do you decide? It's like, you know, is it the woman who lost her parents or the, the the young girl that had to grow up with her without her dad or the families that lost a child? Uh, You know, every person is affected and it changes their life in a positive way. I mean, I have so many amazing memories uh, with Long Island medium um, and i just i the the one story that always uh sticks out I even hate to refer to it as a story was um, do you want me to tell you the the yeah. whole thing of what happened? yeah, so a couple had walked in, and um the i, I could tell that there was like a lot of tension between them, and I didn't realize how bad it was, not me knowing, but they were on the brink of a divorce when they walked into the house, and um their son had died, he was four years old um with uh, a mental disability. And uh, he had drowned in the family pool. And he had said to me, he says, Teresa, can you please tell my mom that um, how many times I got out of that sliding glass door, that it was dad's soul's journey to carry my death, not you, because you would not have been able to do that. And after that reading, I watched her lean over the table and hold her husband's hand. And every year I get a Christmas card from them that the family is still together. And because she never left her son alone. She always took care of him. And the one day she decided to go to a daughter's dance recital and leave her son home with her husband. Right. And I think for me, it just it showed I get the chills every time I tell that story, because what I do is so much more than communicating with people that have died. It reunites families. It restores people's faith in themselves. And m- maybe it is with a religion, whatever it may be. But to be able to live your life to the your full potential and and learning how to grieve and heal and embrace um you
0: know, the signs from your loved ones to help you to continue your life is just amazing. Do you find that that's like the common theme? Like, is it usually guilt or it's all over the place? Or is it usually guilt that a lot of people face with loved ones that are passed?
1: I think, um, um, I think it's a, some, a lot of times guilt burdens. um I think a lot of should have, could have, would have, like only ifs. Some people just come because they want to see what's going to happen or they want to come, you know, just to see what spirit has to say. And um, it, it really is interesting on how, and look, I'm the first one to say that what I do is absolutely crazy. There's no way that someone can communicate with someone that has died. And there are common things that spirit has me talk about. But when you listen to these messages, I require spirit to validate it with something completely unique to the person that spirit is speaking to things that they're not expecting them to bring up and talk about things that like nobody would know about only you and your departed loved one.
0: Right. What about, you know, cause we all joke, you know, we've all seen the sixth sense with Mr. Bruce Willis, yeah. I see mm-hmm. dead people like, is that, cause you mentioned like the person passing by the window, like, is that yep. how it is? Like, it is like this physical world. You see that type of person. And That's
1: the, I say that is the best way to describe on how I grew up. Um, so what happens now, I see more of shadows and silhouettes and I, it's more of a feeling now because when I first started doing this and accepted my gift, I'd be like brushing my teeth in the morning. I'd look up and all of a sudden there'd be a man standing behind me and I'd be like, Whoa, I'm like, who is that guy? And then I would freak out. And then my first reading, I'd be like, okay. And I would describe the person that I saw in the mirror and they'd be like, Oh yeah, that's my dad. That is exactly what my dad looked like. So like I had a serious talk with spirit and I'm like, listen, if you want me to do this, I cannot see you like this. You have to find. And then that's when it became a feeling more of like a knowing they make me feel the bond and relationship that you shared
0: with that person. Wow. And what about, listen, I know you're a tough Long Island chick and I know that Long Island chicks are tough and and you had your anxiety, but like, weren't you scared at least in the beginning? Oh, 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 God, I was petrified. I was I
1: was like, I, I th- th- there was so many things to be scared about. Um, and And one of them being death. Right. Yeah. We all have this thing about death and so scared. I mean, listen, I don't want to die, but. I'm not afraid anymore. Like I know that I will be greeted by other loved ones. I mean, because spirit will describe the exact moment it was like when they left the, as they were leaving the physical body and talking about all the people that were there to greet them and the people like, Oh my God, how did you know that? Yes. My mom did lose her two brothers and her sister. And she used to call their names out days prior to her passing. So I know that we are greeted by our loved ones that have gone before us.
0: Wow. Well, that's comforting to me, at least. Yeah. You know,
1: know, and then you get the people that say, well, well, there's nothing. And I say to them, all right, listen, if there's nothing, then why not believe in something? Because then if there's nothing, you're not going to know that there's nothing.
0: (laughs) So, right. That is definitely true. What was did anything shock you? Like, does anything shock you? Not even from being on Long Island Medium, just like in your private readings, but you've done so many on air every day. Really? Every day spirit shocks
1: me every last night. So I'm in Santa Fe, I'm doing two shows a day. And, wow. um, last night I said, I felt like my, like, so what happens is spirit will make me feel things to get me to communicate something. And I felt like my teeth were loose and something happened to my teeth, but I kept like, I felt like I was drowning in my own blood and I couldn't, I couldn't, I never had that before. So I'm saying this things. my teeth are loose. I got that. And I'm, I'm like, I-, I don't know what this is. And this girl I'm standing, I'm, I was walking around the the ballroom and I stopped in front of this woman and started talking about this. And she goes, that was my brother.
0: I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate.
1: in the mouth and all his teeth were, were knocked out and he broke every bone in his face. And then I went on to another one and another, it was like eight readings in a row where somebody shot themselves or was shot. And it was such a heavy and difficult read. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, you can't believe how people pass and, and with what we're left with. Like, what are the odds of that happening? There was only like there was like 300 people in the room (laughs) and there were like 15 people that were either that I channeled that all that I know that I channeled that we either shot in the head or were murdered.
0: Wow. Crazy. I I mean, this will just on that note, have you ever been like approached or like, I mean, you're busy. This is your career. Like, have you ever been approached by like FBI, the police, anything like that? I mean, no,
1: I and, and I think because I already put that out there, like, that's not what I do. There are plenty of mediums, psychics that that do do that. Um, I I did have one time many, many years ago, a client had called me and, you know, said they couldn't find her dad. And um, I had described an area. I believe it was like in Brooklyn, but the bridge and there were these rocks. And was it? And six months later, she called me and said, we found my dad exactly where you said he was, you know, where, where you described, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, but wow. I never, you know, um, I believe that there are people. Oh, listen, I'm afraid of the dark, David. <laughs> believe it or not, I sleep at a nightlight. <laughs> so I mean, and, and I people laugh. They're like, how are we afraid of the dark? You talk to dead people. But I'm like, I am. I'm afraid of the dark. And that was one thing that when I put my gift in God's hands, I said, listen, I don't want to be afraid. I only want to use my gift for healing, for positive, and that's it. And I treat spirit like my children. You have nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all.
0: Teresa Caputo being afraid of the dark is not something I expected know. <laughs> what about like, you know, they say doctors make the worst patients. Like, do you mm-hmm. get things coming through just like in the average day, like when you're interacting with your son or your daughter, or even like yourself, like. And how do you handle that? Like, is it harder if that happens?
1: So it's harder. I say this all the time. My family members, they get screwed out of readings all the time. because it's harder for me when spirit makes me feel things. And I think this is also what we do here in the physical world. When we see the signs and symbols from our loved ones, right? We're like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Oh, I just saw the shadow or I always find dimes or yeah, there's always a white feather sitting around. It's like, no. And it's the same thing for me when I get things, I'm like, am I remembering that? Is that something that I remember my aunt talking to me about or my dad, you know, referring to. So it is harder for me to get things for myself, uh, And/or for my children.
0: That's what I would expect. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. Check out betterhelp.com/slash rope. Listen, life is full of stress. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Life is stressful. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, like mine, your temper is shorter than usual like mine, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, it's a much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. Try it out, see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and behind the Velvet Rope, listeners get 10 percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com/slash Velvet Rope. That's B e t t e r h e l p dot com slash velvet rope com slash velvet rope well on your show and on your amazing new podcast hey spirit not new but your podcast you have read so many famous people now i don't know if you're going to remember because i mean maybe you do you've read so many people yeah
1: i i well you know what it is i also don't remember the information because they're not my own own personal thoughts or feelings. So it's hard for me to remember. So sometimes if that
0: happens, I'll they'll kind of throw me back into the reading and I'll be able to remember it. So. Do you remember like certain people, like just not even the reading, but like, say, Countess Luanne de Lisette's from the Real Housewives of New York mm. or like mm. Dur- You remember her?
1: Yeah, I remember. I read her recently. She was on my podcast. Um, And if I remember correctly, she had lost her dad. And, you know, it's interesting, the healing that happened. I mean, I watch it and you can hear it. You can hear the healing.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you have a favorite celebrity that you've ever read? I do. I have two, actually. You could uh, I have two. to say,
1: I, thank you, uh, Kelsey Grammer and John
0: Ratzenberg. Really? Did you read them yeah. together? Was this like a mini Cheers reunion?
1: No. Oh, you know what? I didn't even. I never. I just. I just realized that when you said that. No. Um, Kelsey Grammer was years ago on Long Island Medium. Um, we had actually got, uh, gone up to his home. He, my whole crew was up there, and it was just, um. And unbelievable. you know, And, and I think why um, it's my if you want to say favorite or why, because I remember, you know, it's different when someone comes and they're so open and they have no expectations that they really just want to hear or experience what spirit has in store. And that's why they're my favorites. And more importantly, not expecting to hear what they heard, you know, and, and it's life changing. It, it changes people's lives in a positive way. And I always say to people, whatever you believe, I don't, people don't have to believe in what I do. I don't even care if people believe in mediums. You have to believe in an afterlife, believe in yourself, believe in your connection.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yes. Is it more rewarding those times when you do have these people that come in, you know, skeptical about the either afterlife, and then you just, and they're like, wait, you just said 17 things which are exactly on point and i am don't know what to say are those more rewarding
1: yeah. um you know what i don't i don't look at it like that i look at it that spirit exceeded any expectation i ever would have had of them um i i think it's nice to be validated if that's a term but i wouldn't say that's as far as I would go. I mean, it, it's nice to be, you know, to be validated or to have someone to believe in something that they didn't. And it happens all the time, especially my, my, live shows. You have people coming, you know, and you know, you see the husband sitting there with their arms folded and, you know, two minutes later they're crying their eyes. And like, I wasn't here, you know, I only came for support for my wife. And I'm like, listen, I wore bra and Spanx for support. So <laughs> Totally, (laughs) but to be, but to be open and especially in front of thousands of people and to be open and, um, to allow the healing to begin, that's what is the reward. That's what's most rewarding for me.
0: That's what it is. I mean, it starts the healing and yes, I've seen many clips of your live show and we're going to talk about your live show soon, but yes, it gets very emotional in like a good way. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Kelsey Grammar and John Ratzenberg are your favorites. I mean, I'm more focused on the behind the iron curtain of Kim and Chloe. You had a little Kardashians. Oh,
1: yes. I off did. camera. I did. O- off camera. Mm-hmm. It was something for a very long time uh, Kim was asking for and it was just didn't. Things just never uh, aligned, and uh, I just happened to be in in LA doing something. I even forgot what I was there doing, and uh, our schedules just linked, and we met up, and that was it. How were Kim and Chloe? Uh, amazing, amazing, the sweetest, and they had a beautiful experience. So
0: that's the one that I wanted to focus on. It's- oh
1: yeah, they yeah they they really did. They had a beautiful
0: experience. Yeah. Is there like a certain? I mean, you've read so many people. Is there like a certain celebrity or celebrities that like are on your wish list? Like, if you could read them, I,
1: don't judge me for saying this, but honestly, I, it doesn't matter. I don't judge. a celebrity. It, it honestly, it doesn't. I, you know, any and anybody, David, that wants to wants me to share my gift with them, and that they trust me with the souls of their departed loved ones. I will be more than happy to whether it is someone that I meet in the grocery store or it's one of the Kardashians it's, we we all deserve and more importantly need the gift of healing. And I don't,
0: it, it doesn't matter to me. We do all need the gift of healing. What about that must get hectic? You know, like when you like, are places like New York city, like are places mm-hmm. like here where there's a lot of people, does that get, like, is there more that comes in? Like you're yeah, so doing press, you're in New York for a day of press. Like, you know, your new season is back your podcast, and there's a million people everywhere. Is that more for you? Right. So what happens is I sense things all the time.
1: I sense and feel things constantly, but it's whether if spirit shows me or pushes me enough to say something. So there's already four souls that have been present since we started, but there was no, and not everyone needs the gift of healing, right? So it, whether if they make me feel enough things is, is what determines on whether I say something or not.
0: That makes sense to me. What about... Have you ever had anyone like famous that we know come through? Like you're doing a, like you know you say like a Joan Rivers or someone like that's passed where you're like, what oh. is this person doing here?
1: Yeah. So when I read, um, all right, his mind, his name is slipping from my head right now because uh, I think I started to connect with spirit, so I don't have my own personal thoughts or feelings. Um, what was his name? Louis Anderson. Um, uh, Ronnie Dangerfield came forward. And really? I was. Yeah. So it's interesting. So this is what people don't understand. It's not like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, here's Ronnie Dangerfield. It doesn't work like that. Like they come through like anyone else. I felt like um, a, a contemporary and I go, but he's showing me uh, something about a red tie. And two seconds later, Louis Anderson pulls out Ronnie Dangerfield's red tie in his pocket. He had it in, in his, his pants. I mean, how? How? how would I know that? And then I was, and then he was like, that's Ronnie Dangerfield. Like, and then there were like little things that, um, that came forward. And I'm, and I'm also like, I can sense someone and think I know who it is, but it's not for me to say who the person is.
0: Right. Interesting. Well, when you were on the Kelly Clarkson show during their first, it's first season, you Mm -hmm. made some predictions about, the second season of the Kelly Clarkson show. So I was wondering, can you predict for us what is going to happen with free Britney? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we would just, I mean, the Kelly Clarkson show was doing
1: very well. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Britney. What about Megan I, and I just think That There's a lot of things that we just don't know about. You know, I mean, we, I, kind of look at things in the news and social media, kind of just at like a glance. I mean, I haven't watched the news in 12 years
0: really? because,
1: yeah, it's just I just think that there's a lot to it that, you, you know, honestly, you know, you, you were going to ask me about Megan and Harry.
0: That was my next thing. Yes.
1: So it was interesting because I was doing some live shows uh, this past winter and I happened to turn the TV on. I saw the interview with um, Oprah. And I, yeah. as I was watching it, I kind of kept getting the feeling that there was so much more to this. And I started watching The Crown. Did, did have you watched The Crown?
0: No, but I watch a lot of TV for this I, job here, but I did not, oh, okay. not watch The Crown.
1: <laughs> I, I, everyone cracks up at me. Like, um, I don't know if you, um, some of my friends that they're like, you don't know who that is. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Um, but. And I remember watching The Crown and I'm saying to myself, wow, what has gone on where people had to make a decision whether they wanted The Crown or or love? And yeah. it happened for decades and decades. And, you know, and it was it was very, very interesting. I and I'm, I that's honestly how I got into watching Netflix <laughs> Was was just from watching that, and I was like, "Oh, I want to watch that." You know, now I'm up to manifest, and I'm watching that on the plane. I don't think that's a good idea as
0: I travel. <laughs> I don't think so either. No, I'm more of like I'd rather watch Long Island Medium than say manifest. But people say manifest oh, me too. is great. Me too. I I would rather watch Long Island Medium too. <laughs> right. Well, you recently caught a bouquet at a wedding, Teresa. Uh, yes. Well, it it it
1: it was it was it was a joke. So it was, yes. Okay. So, well, well, it's, it's so interesting because people also, you know, they're like, Oh, like not with, without even like reading the captions or anything, you know, people just see something and they just, they're like, Oh, at your daughter's wedding, how rude. And I'm like, really? My daughter got married a month ago and you think I caught the bouquet at my daughter's wedding. Um, so, uh, Sean, we were we were taking pictures in the lobby and uh, all the girls had the bouquets like out on the table. And we were we were joking around like, oh, Sean, I caught the bouquet. Sean is gay. <laughs> so I have, I have a lot of gay friends. Um, that and- doesn't
0: shock me. You're I told <laughs> you you're a gay icon. That's how we I started. Am. I,
1: I am. I think I, I was definitely gay in a previous life. And I think drag queens are the most amazing things in the universe. I kind of think of myself as a, if you could have a straight drag queen, that would be me.
0: Listen, drag queens, I'm always just amazed at, like, the artistry that goes into it all. It's, like, so complicated. It is. I mean, the transformation.
1: I mean, I can't even do my own makeup to go to Target. I mean, they're, like, they are gorgeous and making their own clothes. And I, I just... I don't know. It's it's such an art and it's I, I think it's beautiful. And I just I, I enjoyed every party and I throw some epic parties. People are still talking about my 50th birthday party. I remember I went to a burlesque show uh, yeah. down in Brooklyn and um, one of the gentlemen or women, when I walked in, looked at me and said, you had your birthday party at the Diamond Horseshoe, didn't you? And I said, yes, he was one of the performers. I had him. He was in an apparatus uh, in a big ring in a leotard uh, pouring champagne. <laughs> and he recognized me from there. So I throw some pretty epic parties and every party. There's a drag queen performance.
0: Have you ever seen any Teresa? I mean, I imagine there are Teresa Caputo, like drag queens lookalikes oh, yeah. that are out there. Oh, yeah. Believe- on RuPaul, someone
1: had um, did that. I, I can't, it was, it was so many so. years ago. Yeah, I think
0: so. That like sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you have this iconic hairstyle, which has started. You know, some people talk about the Farrah Fawcett hair, the Rachel from Jennifer Aniston. I say the ter- the Teresa Caputo. Oh my it's, God. I love, I, I love you. And oh this is God. coming from a gay man. So this is not, you know, we don't give out compliments very easily, honey.
1: No, no. And I, and I take that. That's why I'm more like, what? Like,
0: did you see my jaw drop? I was like, but this is an <laughs> iconic, like, you know, I mean this you're known it's for your me. look. It's an iconic hairstyle. It's me. And it
1: still gets me that people, you know um, you know, they, what they comment you know, it it amazes me on how people they're so against bullying, right. And all this other stuff. But meanwhile, they do it every day. I'm like, this is why your children, I mean, every comment on my thing is like, Oh, your hair looks like a rat's nest. You know, like there's all these compliment. I, I I say, I say thank you for the compliment, but that's um, that's
0: exactly what I say. I say like, thank you for listening to the show today. Like literally I say that that's, and then you would think people would come back. Most people don't then they just like disappear. Then they turn nice in my experience. It's, it's so,
1: it's so bizarre, you know, well, I, I hardly ever read my comments and sometimes I do. Um, And it just amazes me um, that, that people could be so cruel. I mean, I mean, my daughter, she gets slammed constantly. I mean, the things that people say to her are awful. I mean, and she calls them right out and said, you know, where do you think that that's nice? I know I'm fat. She'll say, "I, I know I'm fat. I gained weight, but do you know why I gained weight? I, um, you know, I, I, I just don't sit around and eat all day, you know? So I usually she, say
0: that too. I say like, is that a very nice thing to say? That's my new thing yeah. that I say to people. And yeah. it's usually about my guests and not about me, but it's come my way to them. yeah. Like, is that like, in what world yeah. is that a nice thing to say?
1: But, but and then they don't open. know what to say. But be open. Like, I love that. Like if there's ever a conversation where I feel like uncomfortable or I'm like, hmm, I'm like, I know I'm getting ready to learn something and and I buckle up and, I, and I'm in. Like, I want to, I really want to learn from that. So and I, I, I say this to myself, though, David, actually, when I you know, because we all have that those days where we like don't where we say like horrible things to ourselves. Like, oh, you look terrible today. I'm fat. Bah, bah, bah. So I would I literally stop and look in the mirror and say to myself, would you say that to your best friend? What what I just said to myself, would you say that to to Lisa or to or to Victoria? No, I wouldn't. So I don't deserve to say that to myself.
0: That's really good advice. Now, I have not taken that advice. I'm the same way. I am like yeah. so easygoing with the world. And yes. Like I, I'm like a Gemini. Like yourself. my threshold me, for- like,
1: I am a Gemini. I am a Gemini. Me
0: too. When's yes. your birthday? June 10th. Mine is June 9th.
1: Is this why we and love each other? June 9th is a, very, is a significant day for me as well.
0: Really? Yeah. So- Why are you smiling?
1: Why is it a significant day? I don't know because, well, well, I'm smiling, but well, it was the day that my grandmother passed. But um, she thought that it was my birthday that day because the day before she died, she kept talking about my birthday and making sure that I had a card and a present and and she died the next morning. Wow. Yeah. It's all
0: about the Gemini, honey. It is. We have a lot going on, but in like a good way, but I'm the same way. I'm hard on myself. I am like, yes for you to get to me and like, I don't get right. Like I, my threshold, I could take any type of insanity. Mm-hmm. I don't care.
1: Right. But, but you sit back and you say, but why? I think that's the biggest thing. Why, you know, why, why would you even do that? Or why would you try to make someone feel bad about themselves or, or less of themselves? Right. I think it's just, but I think, you know, uh I, I hope people will start to learn that and, you know, gravitate to the more
0: positive end and, something has to be done because it's out of control. And I mean, like that is is. why people are children are taking their own lives. It really is true because they don't have the ability to like understand that this will stop. Oh yes. But, and you know,
1: there's a difference and this is what I've learned. The youngest soul that I channeled that took their own life was a nine-year-old little girl. She killed herself because of bullying nine Nine. She should be worried about Barbies and like how she's gonna get to her dance class. But here's the difference. We um when I went to school, if you were being bullied in school, all you had to do was maybe worry about your math class or going to lunch or to gym, right? Today it's completely different. We have these phones that we don't put down, we're constantly connected, and we're being by bullied, we're making allowing people to make us feel bad about ourselves that we don't even know. People don't know anything about me or, or even you to say something to be so hurtful and to cruel and to be so cruel.
0: And it's not about you. It's about them. They're just unhappy in their own There's something you are doing or whoever that is causing an Mm -hmm. insecurity inside them. And rather than realize that and say, this is my issue and my insecurity and I need to get help and and be a happy Mm -hmm. person. They lash out at you. But right, people need to realize it's z- literally 0% about you. It is literally yeah. you are doing something by being a happy person that is causing an mm-hmm. insecurity in them at that moment. See? Yeah. We just have it all figured out here today. We do. Well, we got to do more than a podcast, I think, then. <laughs> we could do whatever you would like. Yeah, we should do like <laughs> anti bullying is one of my things. I'm like, uh, so it's like there's yeah. so many things wrong with it. So many. Well, when you, I thought you caught that bouquet. I was like, are you trying to tell us something? Oh,
1: no, no, no. It was, a. it So I had, let, I'll get back to us. So we, we had the, the girls' bouquets were out on the, on the, on a table. We were just taking pictures in the, in the lobby. So I had picked it up and I was like, Sean, I was like, did you catch it? And we just, we just took a picture and posed and, um, I just posted it on my social media, like, oh, what happens at a wedding when you catch a okay, bouquet stays at the wedding? Because we had a blast. I mean, we were just like we were dancing and just I mean, I had hurt my foot going to the wedding. My foot was all bruised, but I was up dancing the whole night. So it was almost kind of like a like just like a little joke. And,
0: you know, um,
1: and a little inside joke.
0: Well, I so, thought that that could be a joke, but you did meet someone during lockdown and quarantine. I, I did. I did. So any well, updates I, I you want to share I had, with us. I had,
1: I had met them before, um, but I think the um, the lockdown was um, a big telling. You know, it's almost like if you could survive a pandemic with someone, (laughs) right, you could survive anything. Um, Totally. So but, you know, um, and I have to say, I always thank people for being respectful for that, because for me, like I decided to put my life out there. And what I've learned is that a lot of people don't want their lives out there and like exactly what we were just talking about on how cruel and judgments and um, people just don't know how to just be, you know, so I have to respect um, him
0: and his family on uh, privacy. Were you always good about the comments? Like, I mean, I was, I mean, I, I am now, but you know, like in the beginning, way back, like years, you know, you go down that hole of, I mean, I was never really down that hole, but I would, I would write people back and be like, no, Mm -mm. like you were just always good at like, move on.
1: Yeah. I was just like, you know what they're not. Yeah. Because it it, it wasn't, it wasn't serving me a purpose. I, I also live life. It's also one of the reasons why I wrote my last book. Good morning. Um, what I learned is that there are a lot of negative things that happen in someone's life, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. I take what I've learned, the positive things from it and everything else I let go of. Um, And of course, it's hurtful. I mean, it's hurtful if I read something when, you know, someone comments maybe something about my gift. Oh, you're taking advantage of vulnerable people. Really? You don't know the first thing about me. You don't know all the money that is donated, uh, that that I do supports for uh, the veterans on Long Island and for Meals on Wheels and how I give back. Um, So don't. And they're the ones coming to me. I'm not walking around passing out my business card at the cemetery. (laughs) Just the
0: opposite, honey. You're booked. I don't even know how long, but you're booked for a long time.
1: You know, so I I always tended to. And, you know, of course, if you read something, does it hurt my feelings? Yes. But I am not going to sit there and I am not going to let it stop who I am or change my hair or not do my nails this way. Um it's just this is who I am. People always ask, "Oh, that I'm still friends with um we actually did an episode on Long Island Medium with my friends that I went to school with since I'm 14." And they'll say, "Oh, people ask me all the time. Oh, she can't be that dramatic." And they're like, "Uh, you're right. She's actually 10 times more dramatic in
0: person." <laughs> right. They're like this is edited to like yeah. the quiet version. <laughs> Does your is your the person that you just mentioned, the guy you're dating that wants to have like respect, like does he is he getting is he okay with you being in the public eye? Is he getting or he just wants oh, to, you know, like no absolutely he, he likes the background. He
1: yeah, nothing wanting to be involved would never total in the background. I just go, I do my thing. Yeah, I I think it's very different when you um, start dating. What I learned, like, I mean, I was with Larry since I was 18. We were together for 33 years. Um, You know, it's a little bit different. You know, you're independent. You have your own life. So it's like, you know, we have our own lives. Then we have our time together. And it's right now it's perfect where it's going to go, where it's going to be. I don't know. But I always say if it does become more than that, then I, of course, will share that because I am always very
0: open about what's happening and going on in my life. That makes sense. And I mean, yeah, for a Gemini, that's kind of a perfect setup, you know, you come together, each have your, your own thing, but. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, like you just said, you'll always do your hair like this, your nails. Like, do you ever just want to go out when you're home in Long Island, like with a disguise? I mean, like, how does. No, you really? Uh, well,
1: you... people think I'm in a disguise. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. David, during this pandemic, I'd be out with my mask. and I'm like, oh, we know you're in a disguise. And I'm like. Really? We're all we all have to wear masks. So you're in a disguise, too. Like I I live my life. I go out and I just I live my life. Uh, Listen, at the end of the day, I know people might not believe this, but I truly I don't think of myself as anyone else but Teresa Caputo. I have the amazing ability to communicate with people that have died. And I have a television show that doesn't make me any different than than you, than my next door neighbor on my block. Um, Or the the person
0: at CVS, we're all the same. We are all the same, but people must want readings everywhere you go. You know, that's
1: interesting. People in the beginning, it was more like that. But now people I will and people will be like, oh, my God, I just want to thank you. I don't want to bother you. People that follow me are so respectful of my time, my space, and they're like, "We don't want to bother you. We just want, we just want to tell you how much we love you, and don't stop doing what you're doing." And then some will go on to tell me how much watching the show or watching someone else's reading how it helped them. So, do you love being on the road? I mean, you got a lot of dates. I do throughout the end of the year into next year. I do. I, I mean, listen, it's far from glamorous. I mean, I'm living on a tour bus for God's sakes with, you know, five other people, (laughs) but, um, I do, I, I love it. It's, you know, we wake up in a different city every day. Uh, so a lot of, typically I don't tour like now and in August. Um, but we're trying to get all the shows that were postponed from the pandemic. I wanted to get them all done before the end of the year, as long as the venue uh, was open. So things are going really, really well. So, um, I did my first show uh, last Saturday at Agua Caliente at the casino, and it was my first casino show in over 18 months. So it was it was great. And everyone's still really good. You know, we still all wear our masks. Uh, I wear a mask because I'm down in the audience. I'm not on the stage. So and everyone is really, um, you know. They Respectful. they all comply. Yeah.
0: So it must be nice to be back out on the road and just yes. connecting with people. And
1: uh. It's so good. I mean, it it feels, it feels normal, you know, it feels normal again. All right. So I'm wearing a mask. So what? You get used to
0: it, right? I I don't want to,
1: but I wear it, you know, if this is
0: what I have to do. Well, I was going to, I am coming to your show on, the 28th at King's Theater. in. I
1: was going to ask you, I literally was going to ask you if you, you were, were going to come to. Yes, yes, yes. If you were going to come to my show, because I'm I'm not in I'm uh, I'll be in New York at, at in Brooklyn at the I King's saw Theater
0: in Englewood, New Jersey, too, I think.
1: Right. I'm in Englewood. And then I'm in the Paramount uh, on Long Island. I always end my year at the uh, Paramount in Huntington. Paramount is a good space.
0: Yeah, it is. It is It's a good space. Somehow King's theater. I don't know. I like the best out of all that.
1: Well, you know what it is, no matter where I perform, um, we make it a very intimate experience. So, you know, even if there's, you know, whether there's 500 people or 5,000, you literally feel like you're in the moment Uh, because I come off of the stage, spirit guides me around the space. We have cameras that follow me around and then a big screen setup. So you're literally watching it and you can feel it. And, you know, there are moments, David, during the readings where you can't hear a pin drop. And I watch patrons, console each other after a reading it's just last week i it just happened at agua caliente there was a woman um her son had died and the woman in front of her i had come back to the section i go your mom is telling me uh that the the woman's son said he wanted to thank you for the prayers because as i was channeling him he told me that you said a prayer for her that that she would find healing and she goes i did how would i know that wow (laughs) like how crazy is that
0: I, I've seen like a lot. I've never seen you live, but I'm coming on the 28th. Yes. So.
1: Oh, oh, good. I'm so excited. So remind, reach out uh, to my team because I'd love to meet you uh, and see
0: you uh, either before or after the show. I would love that. Just to yes. Like say hi. Meet in person. I know. Listen, that's what I'm all about. No, but I've seen clips. They it's very emotional. Like you know, yeah. I mean, it's that's what it is. What do you love best about being a best-selling author? I mean, do you like the process of writing a book? I do. I, mean, I do. Blocks. I do. I I love the
1: process. So I have a. Uh, I call her my spirit writer because I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs>
0: It, is there real, I mean, so what, what is the difference well, between a spirit and well, a ghost think, or is that just a dumb question? Well,
1: I, well, I just, I just refer to the souls that pass as spirit. Some people say, I, I think ghost is just, it's just comes like off scary. Like it's not like right. Casper, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that we're afraid of things that we, of the unknown, right? That things that we don't know about. So, um, but, um, now I forgot what I was talking about
0: about writing a book and do you oh. like it? I mean, you've written multiple books.
1: Yeah, so I'll literally like lock myself in a hotel with my spirit writer and we'll just talk about things and I'll channel a little bit. And yeah, so, and, and it's interesting. My book, my last book that I wrote, Good Morning, is I felt that kept feeling the need to write another book. I never thought in a million years I'd write a book. And, um, but I didn't feel the timing was right. And I had finished the book right before the lockdown, probably that January. And the book is all about a loss is a loss. So I always say, whether people believe, I was guided to write this book. And this book is all about, we basically mourn and grieve anything that once was. So I wrote about even like losing an argument. Did you ever think that you had to mourn the loss of an argument? How many people like made comments? Like I didn't realize how much I needed to do that or mourning the the loss of of retirement, of having different expectations, a home finances. It's so much more that we, we suffer daily losses every day of our life. And a lot of times we poo poo them, right? We put little band-aids on them. And then when something traumatic in our life happens like losing a loved one like it's like a volcano everything explodes and everything comes to the surface so um I I always say like I don't know was spirit like being like this was the perfect book for the time because it 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 came out when it was always supposed to and um I think it really helped a lot of people and also really realizing like you know what it's okay not to be okay (laughs) like you can have a crummy day and you can have all these things happen, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay in that moment.
0: Is that really what you try to do is just wake up every day and just be like, it's a new day. And
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, listen, there were sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, who are you No, (laughs) Right. Like how did this, who's that crazy? You know, Um, I I look
0: in the mirror and I'm like, well, I live like I'm 19 and I I fake it. And then there were other days (laughs) I look in the mirror and I'm like, sweetie, like, yes how do you look this old today? And what has happened? You did nothing yesterday, but go to bed and eat one little bad thing. And like, what is going on today? So I I, I, I get it. Some days you're just like, today's a great day. And other days you're like, what is going on yeah. here?
1: Yeah. But those days that I feel like that, listen, I have my bad days too, but I don't allow myself to say in that moment, um, I kind of live my life. Like things happen for me, not to me. And I look at everything as like an opportunity. Uh, the days that I don't feel really good about myself is the days that I do something good for myself, whether it be, you know what, call up a friend and, and meet them for coffee or, you know, go and and pay it forward at Starbucks. You know, like th- those are the things that
0: I do to kind of lift my spirits, you know, for the day. I'm kind of the same way. I really don't like I'm pretty career wise I work and I make things happen but socially I am like as long I literally grew up this way like as long as you're alive like just what's or or healthy or you you don't have any real problems you really don't so no I kind of have that positive view on life and then you Mm -hmm. get in a bad mood but you're like all right feel it but move on
1: and 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 sometimes when I'm going to complain about something or a problem I'm like you know what this is a champagne problem. <laughs> this is not, this really isn't a problem. Like, you know, pu- pull yourself together.
0: <laughs> it's, you I'm know? telling you, it's because we're Gemini's though. We're better at this. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not better, but we're, we're good at like compartmentalizing and just being like, move on.
1: I, I also feel it has to do with my soul. You know, people talk about old souls and uh, I remember doing a past life regression and being told that this was my soul's last journey here in the physical world. So my soul won't return into another physical form. So I kind of think that that's might be why, like, I'm really good at what I do. Like I tell people I make what I do look so easy. It is not easy. It is the hardest thing to do. I make what I do look easy and I'm just good at
0: what I do are you with this gift, like you do these live shows and we all love them. Like, are you then like like, literally exhausted after a show or just after all these because spirits are coming through? Yeah. So
1: sometimes actually a lot of times I feel um, very energized after a reading and I could be up for hours. Last night I was in bed after 15 minutes after I left the ballroom. I was, I was asleep. Yeah, it was, it was a heavy, it was a heavy read. So, but most of the time I would say, uh, 85% of the time, especially with my live shows, um, I'm wired for at least two hours after.
0: Well, if you want to go out and have a drink after the Brooklyn show, honey. Yes. Yes. I would love to. I would love to. That's, what kind of drink? Through. I am. I Listen, first of all, I've never met a drink that I don't like. Let's <laughs> just start with that. Like, I'm pretty open, but- <laughs> Gray Goose or Belvedere in a martini glass, yes. chilled with like a lime or lemon twist. Be the same. Are you kidding me? That's your drink. Wait, it, it's
1: not my drink, but that's that's the vodka. I mean, not a lot of people are like Belvedere. They're like, a, but and Gray Goose and Belvedere are but my Belvedere favorite. Are
0: probably first. Yes, and then, and if then you Grey don't Goose. have Yes,
1: um, but I I I'm a i am I love champagne. You do. I I do, I do well on it. I can drink it all night and I, and wake up fail, feeling. Fairly well the next morning, even at my age, um, and I love the martini. That I love is an espresso martini.
0: Let me tell you, I never did because I was always like it's. But now I was in LA like a few weeks ago, and I was literally exhausted. I was gonna get a vodka mm-hmm. and then just a Red Bull on the side, and they were like, "Just have an espresso martini." Yes. I'm like I don't understand it. It's too like you know when you're used to drinking just the vodka. No. I was like, I don't know how it works. Like, is it going to? No, you feel a little bit of it, but then you wake up. It's a good idea.
1: Yes. But what I like, so the trick is you have to get it where they make it with the fresh espresso. And I don't like Bailey's in mine. So I like it dark and it has a nice foam on the top. That is for me,
0: the perfect martini. The no Bailey's is the key. Like, do you drink black coffee? Like, I I drink black coffee. Same here. I don't like milk in my coffee
1: when you become 54 every calorie counts.
0: <laughs> That's like well see you're like on the same you're on the same way you drink vodka cuz it is the best thing to drink. Yes. for and black coffee, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. The, you know, then I will go have like several slices of pizza, but you oh, got to choose.
1: Yes, yes, you have you have to I was just talking about that this morning. Like if I have bread, if I go out to dinner and I have bread, no dessert. So
0: it's either bread or dessert, you know, you it's one yep. or the other.
1: Pick your poison.
0: <laughs> I'm all about the bread and I'm all about oh, the pizza. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, there's so good. nothing. There's nothing. I, I could skip the des- I mean, I love dessert, but I'm just saying like, it's the carbs. Like, yes,
1: yes. Well, how lucky am I? My son-in-law, it owns a pizzeria. So in Long Island? In Long Island. Yeah.
0: You are lucky. So I am lucky. <laughs> What do you think is like the biggest misconception of you, Teresa Caputo, Long Island medium?
1: I think as far as my gift, I think that, yeah, your
0: gift. I
1: I think that people just think that I can predict things um, and that I know everything. I don't know anything. And I don't have to know everything. I just need to know the basics to give someone a healing message. And I always say to people, if I could predict things, don't you think I'd ask spirit for the lotto numbers instead of busting my ass for all these years talking to 10 people?
0: Serious, <laughs> but, like stock tips, like there's a lot yeah, you could do in that. Or,
1: or, or that. or that I'm taking advantage of people that are vulnerable. I think uh, that that is the, the biggest uh, misconception of why I do what I do and and how I work. Listen, I believe in every occupation. I don't care what it is. You have good and bad, right? We have good teachers. We have horrible teachers, right? We have good doctors. We have bad doctors. It's just, it's what makes, I don't mean to sound so cliche, but no, what true. makes the world go round? And, you know, I use my gift for the highest good and I see how it has changed people. And it's, I could not, it is, not a common thing that people do, but I can't imagine myself doing anything else in life but this.
0: I love it. Before we wrap up, well, first of all, I am going to contact your team. We definitely, yes, we, I'm serious. Definitely, like for real,
1: Definitely. I don't
0: just say that. I just don't love everyone mm-hmm. that comes on the Behind the ah. row podcast. It's like- what is there anything else you want to talk to like tell us about I always have my own agenda like what else didn't I bring up I'm, I'm loving your podcast so I mean from oh, thank one, you one podcast host to another do you love doing your podcast hey spirit
1: I, I do. And why I love it um, is because I'm able to connect people no matter where they are. Uh, and, and, and like, like even this, this interview right now, if, if we never had this pandemic, you, we would be doing this right now, right? Everything always had to be in person. And I say, this is the one positive thing that has come out of that. And, um, you totally. know, and I, I mean, I was reading people in Australia. I read a woman in Hong Kong. I mean, all over so that that's what I love about it and I can do it anywhere so even when I'm on tour like when I was doing Long Island Medium all I could do was be on tour I couldn't do anything else now I can do my podcast I'm I'm actually recording on Friday so I'm I'm able to keep working and just doing what I was meant to do and I want to say this David this is the now I'm doing this a long time right I've been on TV for 10 years, this has to be one of my favorite, uh, interviews. And the reason why is because you have treated me and I'm going to cry. You're going to make me cry utmost respect. And I, to me, that is so genuine of, um, you know, cause here it was, I was feeling souls and not once did you ever push or ask. And um, I wanted to acknowledge that. And that that means I it just meant a lot to me on how you're you're real. You're a real person and how you really do care about people. So it has a lot to say. So I wanted I wanted to thank you for that.
0: Well first you're gonna make me cry. Second of all, you're very welcome. Third of all, that's what a lot of people tell me. So somehow believe it or not, I used to practice corporate tax law. Then I had a business. I sold so I have like a lot of different careers. But this is my true calling, I think. Yeah. Well, not I think, I know. And so- that's great to hear. Like some other people have told me that recently and I'm always just like, you know, you never know, but I mean, not to brag, like I'm taking it. It's a humble, like, thank you. Like,
1: no, because I I think it's important. It's like you, you, I mean, I, I create a lot of positive energy for myself and I'm very careful on who I choose to share that energy with. You've created a very positive and welcoming space and you know, where people, I mean, I always am myself, but I feel like I was even, more myself. Like, I feel like I'm just having a conversation with one of my old friends. That's literally how I feel.
0: That is like the biggest compliment. Cause that's what I try to do. And I really do think that's like, I say this all the time. Like people are like this one and that one. I truly mean this. Like I never read like what someone says about whoever, like I talk to a lot right. of people yeah. to me, it's like, I will judge you once you're on my show. Like if I, you know, then I'm like, no, that one was a bitch. That one was this, then, yeah. I'll, then I'll have an opinion. But so like, You are a very kind, gentle soul yourself, you know, like I did. That is really, thank you. That's really a nice thing to say. So So. I
1: can't wait because I'm going to be in King's theater soon. It's like in the end of, in the end, August 28th.
0: Yeah. I literally I'll have my team and like, we'll really make it happen for real. Absolutely. Like this isn't just lip service.
1: I am a real
0: person. Like that's the thing. Like I am, I just like to get to know someone when you're talking to them. Like, you know, We're going to have fun or at least I'll come say hi. If you can't hang out, say hi. But no, because
1: I'll have my bus. I think I leave the next day for Rochester or something. So I have my bus so I can leave whenever I want.
0: (laughs) And I'll wait like after the show. I don't care about that. I'm easy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I could see you before I could see you after we'll uh, we'll definitely connect. I'm going to um, have Lindsay reach out because um, I think that's who we set everything up with. So yeah. uh, we'll make sure we have pre- plenty of Belvedere and, and and we'll see if we could get uh, martinis made. <laughs> and listen, I'm really low maintenance. It's like as long as we
0: could say hi. And, you know. Oh, yeah, me, me too. I mean, it's just it, it's just it's all about the connection. You could even give me Tito's or well vodka, Teresa. OK, <laughs> like uh, I will get over it. No. I'm like part fancy girl, part just like, just rough and tumble. I'm like a little oh, bit of Me old, too, really. Me, me too. Me too. I
1: mean, of course I love fancy and nice things. I mean, who doesn't love a good Chanel bag, right? But I'll
0: I'll also be wearing a t-shirt from Target. So I say that all the time about my, I have a watch <laughs> obsession and I have like yes. a bag obsession, bags <gasps> and watches. And then I will literally wear like, yes. I'll go to H&M and like Uniqlo and like, but I'll have on like a nice watch and like, Yes. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love. I love watches. High end, low end.
0: High end, Mm low. Oh, that's a whole nother story. Don't even get me started. Once you start, I always. If you don't have a watch obsession, just walk away now because once you go there, it's a black hole.
1: It's real. It's it it it, it's a thing. It's it's a thing. I can spot
0: a Rolex like me too. And honestly, that's my favorite. Like, I I will wear, I have a one that is limited edition. Like, it just, I saw, it. it's a long story. And then I'll let you go. Like, I saw this, I bought this one watch, like a Jacob and company. And I saw this Rolex, like literally a month later. And I'm like, I, I can't get this right now. Like, this is too, dude, stop. So I'm like, next year, it's Rolex. What's the big deal? So like a year later, I go back and they're like, we know exactly what you're talking about. That was limited edition. Like, that's been gone for like 12, you know? And I'm like, Oh my Cause god! Because you, you don't really think you think Rolex like it's right. there. Yeah, I threw myself at the mercy of this woman. Literally, I'm like, no, you don't. Oh. Just and she found it. She found like it in, in Hawaii. There was like a random one, and I was like, listen, I'm the type like if I want something, I'm not. If you tell mm-hmm. me I can't have it, oh. <laughs> Like, I'm like, what do you, I'm like, there has to be one of, and I don't like buying secondhand. Like, I just don't like that. Cause then I think right. it's going to break or something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This poor woman. I mean, I was very nice about it, but she tracked it down in like a store in Hawaii. Amazing. And, like, they shipped it to you. I was like, you're my hero. So watches, watches, thank you for being so sincere. Oh. Where can everybody find you online so they can buy tickets? Cause you are on, you're literally in every city, Teresa. So. I tell people just
1: go to my website at Teresa Caputo.com only purchase tickets through my website because there are a lot of scalpers out there. I form my fan club just for that. It's like it's 1999 to join my fan club. And I give all the proceeds back to my fans because I literally did it to protect people from from ticket pricing or or at the venue where I'm performing only purchase through there. Um, And wherever you want to find anything out about me, just just look at my website or I'm or just look at Teresa Caputo and anything with a blue check. That's me. <laughs> that,
0: that is true. Thank you for your time. I mean, Oh, for thank you. Time. Like, thank you. I could talk uh, to you forever. I feel like we just started and it's like, like over an hour. <laughs> Trust me. I could like, I'm just being respectful. I could keep you forever, but uh, we will that. meet for real. That, yes. That day. Yes. It'll be at fine. King's
1: Theater. Yes. And then I could come back on and talk about our meeting
0: you can cut back on anytime you want. Yeah. Oh, you're
1: amazing. I, like I love idea. you.
0: I love you. You're so sweet. Thank you so
1: much. I appreciate you so much. Be well. I really appreciate you. Thank you. This and, was so much fun. And, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks.
0: I will. And have a good tour until then. Thanks, David. God bless. Bye. Bye.